Welcome to another episode of The Deep Dive. Hopefully you caught our last bonus episode where we were highlighting where we're heading, where we've been. Um, so excited to get back to these conversations. Uh, my name is Brad this month. Uh, my, uh, I'm one of the pastors here at Calvary, a member of the teaching team. And for this episode, joined by Pastor Dan Borth, who's also a member of our teaching team. And uh, in this episode, what we're going to seek to do is just share a little bit about um, this vision series we've been doing. So this series we're in is Jesus Matters Most. Where did that idea come from? What do we mean when we say that? Um, how does that impact um, the way we do church, uh, who we are as a people, uh, what you know our calling is in this community and in the world? Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the gospel uh, as well. And so, But before we get into those areas, those things, um, Dan, just as a a reminder for our, our listeners, because some might have uh, just come across the deep dive for the first time. And, uh, you know, we've been uh, pretty pretty hit and miss, mostly miss over the last several months as we've mm-hmm. been focusing on things like bylaws and handbooks and processes and vision. and Well, mostly aiming at other targets. Aiming yeah. at other targets. Um, and hitting those. And hitting those. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And hitting those. Uh, elder training. Uh, all these, all these yep. good, uh, all these good things, good endeavors. Um, when it comes to the deep dive, you know this fits in the section of our uh, ministry called um, inspirational worship. Yes. So how is how does the deep dive um, play a part in worship? Yeah, the deep dive uh, is an opportunity to uh, expand on things that we're uh, spending adequate time on in services when we're all gathered in Mm -hmm. worship, but this is a chance to spend more time on important things. So, uh, for example, let's say we're working through a passage of scripture or a major theme that we're in our communicating, and we realize as a teaching team, there is something significant behind the the question we're proposing Mm -hmm. or the answer that we're offering in the gospel. Um, And so we, we use the deep dive then to take time in that. So it's an act of worship because it's um, further conversation, further study. Uh, it fits within the context because it, it, it allows us in our teaching moments to be selective in what we present, mm-hmm. which is always part of it. Um, but also to then come back and say, okay, we know there's a burning question here. Let's spend some time this in this topic. <coughs> Excuse me. We also do this with songs, and it's something that I would highlight and even uh, tease a little bit. You're going to want to pay attention this fall as we approach Christmas. There's two mm-hmm. moments where you're spending time with Caleb unpacking mm-hmm. some of the songs that we sing uh, both in our church and around the holidays. Actually, one of those songs, you're going to be spending time with Caleb. One of those songs, I'm going to be spending time with Caleb, <laughs> and um, I'm looking forward to that. So the, the deep dive is um, it's a playful way of saying exactly what it does. Mm-hmm. goes deeper on particular topics in order to invite the community. Worship is an all-community mm-hmm. thing. And inviting the community into deeper thought, cultural thought, uh, some of the nuance. And we also get to explore tension mm-hmm. a whole lot more here. Mm-hmm. That's like my favorite part, because when you get into biblical studies or church, and culture, uh, there's a lot of tension, and we need to talk about those things. Doing that here allows us to be pretty unfiltered, pretty mm-hmm. unguarded, and I think we do justice by tension mm-hmm. when we do this in conversation. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a conversation that I'm really looking forward to in a couple of weeks where uh, you and myself and Paul are going to 
kind of tackle this idea of, hey, Jesus is coming back. There's a lot of stuff going on in the Middle East. Uh, what does Israel have to do with the church, and how do we hold all of those things and have conversations at the same time? There's a lot of tension there. It should be a delightful conversation. I can't wait. Um, okay, so you mentioned something. On, you mentioned the, the phrase teaching team. Yes. That has been a value um, for us. It's been something that we've had at Calvary for a number of, of years and yeah. different iterations. Um, we're in a different kind of iteration of that teaching team. Yeah. What's the goal with a teaching team? Why a teaching team? Um, and then how does the teaching team as a concept even come to play for a conversation like this? So um, may I start with the last question Please. and work backward? A uh, teaching team comes into play because there are a number of voices and um, a, no- a number of us who have, we've gone through training and we've mm-hmm. gone through, uh, you know, learning about biblical uh, exegesis, reading out of scripture, what God put into it. Um, we spend time talking to each other. So we wind up here uh, either facilitating conversations or engaged in them largely because part of our job is to spend mm-hmm. time thinking about not just what are we going to say, but what's all of the material connected to it that we're not mm-hmm. going to say. Frequently um, in our teaching team or our teaching summits where we invite other voices in, we find ourselves identifying and naming those areas that are beyond what's going to be presented, mm-hmm. um, but recognizing that in, in some of these uh, topics, there is something at stake for our church, for our audience. And so teaching team also kind of flags those things. You do a wonderful job of that. Um, I think the what you just mentioned about the tension in Israel and that connected to our hope of Christ's return is such an important um, example mm-hmm. of, you know, we have certain goals this year, teaching-wise. We're not going to teach about this necessarily, but we know many in our church are thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And we know a lot has been said in the last three decades, mm-hmm. five decades, of evangelical church uh, culture. And we don't want to be silent, but we do want to speak selectively mm-hmm. and somewhat intelligently mm-hmm. as best we can mm-hmm. and humbly. And we find that this is a great place to do that. So stepping that uh, backward to what you asked at first, like this iteration of teaching team is, um, I, I love it. It's led by our lead pastor, Paul Utnage. Um, Paul said, sorry, I, Paul said yesterday that some people have pronounced his name Utnagi. <clears throat> and that has made me smile for the last 24 hours. So Paul, uh, it, as our lead pastor, is the leader of the teaching team. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a really gracious guy, and working with him is really wonderful. So Brad, you and I are part of that team, as is Caleb Carlson, mm-hmm. our worship director. And together we get together regularly, and we take a look at what are we talking about, in what sequence, for how long, what's in the what's on the horizon, what should we be talking about soon? Translating potentially a book of the Bible. Oh, I'm so excited! Yeah, we might be putting some energy into a, a an in-house translation of James uh-huh. in the new year. Um, but it, it's really a joy. We talk about everything related to teaching, from what we're presenting to how we're presenting, mm-hmm. to are we being very clear on the gospel, to are we uh, doing our best and what kind of feedback could help us each grow. 
rhythm-wise, the way the church experiences this is they most often hear from the lead pastor about half of the year, mm-hmm. half of every month, and then they get to hear from us, mm-hmm. uh, for better or worse, mm-hmm. uh, once, usually once a month. Um, and then on occasion, there's other topics or other things that come up that uh, as a teaching team, we, uh, we flex and we work together. So in this Jesus Matters Most series, I was working with visioneering teams mm-hmm. and you've had a lot of really amazing stuff come up uh, in terms of trips in that. Mm-hmm. So um, I've wound up speaking a, a, a few extra times in this particular it's series. Oh, it's kind, but um, it's my joy. I was so. saying for me, cause I've been able to just, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. It has been good. <laughs> Comment below. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh it, but it, it is a joy to uh, share the weight of preaching um, in a way that it doesn't feel heavy. Mm-hmm. It feels like really good work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love love working at it. And I, I love it. I, I can't imagine preaching every single week. There's yeah. a rhythm to it that you get yep. into, um, just like, like anything, but... Like for me, I, I find that I, I feel like I'm at my best if I can preach once every four to eight weeks. Yeah, I've got time to think about it. I've got time yeah. for things to marinate. Um, be looking ahead, have a, te- have, a, have a team to get together and bounce ideas oh, off yeah. of and questions. Um, so I, I think the hopefully the end product is also more yeah. faithful to the, the text and the community because of it. I love the variety of voices and perspectives mm-hmm. um, because I think that serves the church well. Um, I think it also serves us as communicators well. It's not just the preparation. It's um, it's really important to to not talk <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like that. Is I part of my learning? Uh, being really candid is is it's just as important what you don't say as what you do say, or when you do speak versus when you don't. Mm-hmm. And it's been a really healthy thing. Um, it's been good to understand. Uh, how important it is to not fall in love with your own voice. Mm-hmm. It's been really important um, to to learn, you know, and I think this is a lesson for pretty much all churches everywhere, but it's really easy to let this one slide mm-hmm. in our American culture mm-hmm. and the way church sometimes happens. It's it's easy to get lazy and let somebody else do the work. Mm-hmm. And so I, I hope that through teaching team, there's a little bit of inspiration in our church for... No, we're all part of this conversation. Yeah. We all read the scripture, we all benefit from it, and we're all involved in this growing in grace together, and yeah. that's modeled by yeah. the team. Yeah, there's a, a pastor down the street named Nokomis who they have a, a similar concept right at their church. I don't know how the it actually gets you know fleshed out during the week like uh, with their team meetings, but um, he said something to the two of us a couple years ago where he said, I can't be the voice of God for everybody. And I thought, yeah. oh, that's a powerful theological statement um, that I think the teaching team, again, in its best iterations, um, reinforces that image, yes. that idea that, like, no, I, I'm not going to be, I refuse to be the voice of God for any group of people um, because God speaks through a lot of broken people. Um, Absolutely. Well, cool. Yep. Well, uh, today then, um, we're going to unpack this idea, Jesus Matters Most. And we've been doing this throughout this series. And so would invite you, we're not going to spend a ton of time talking about the different ministry environments and 
um, all the different kind of implications of that because we've been doing that in services. If you haven't gotten a chance to uh, to watch, I invite you, especially these uh, the three that we're in right now where you focus on worship and community and impact. Um, you hear from the different ministry directors. You hear from uh, different individuals from our church who have been part of what we would called uh, the visioneering process, um, just unpacking this idea that Jesus matters most and applying it to every aspect of our church. But Dan, where did this idea, Jesus matters most, come from, and why is it so compelling? Yeah. Um, Jesus matters most um, came from the people of Calvary Church, mm-hmm. I, I think is, is real and true. Um, I had an interesting journey in my relationship to Jesus matters most in that I came to Calvary in 2019. Uh, Calvary has had a positive impact in my life through friendships mm-hmm. and networking and other things uh, really for a long time. But when I came, um, I noticed a few things. There was a there's a really deep commitment to something profound mm-hmm. that's very much centered on Jesus. And the people at Calvary, like, they get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of a joy uh, over those these four years to think that through. You've been a conversation partner uh, that I've really benefited from and enjoyed. And um, I know the pandemic was a moment where we all had to ask, okay, what is it we're all about? And we've had some beautiful mission statements and vision visionary uh, descriptions. And um, you and I were talking in 22 uh, mm-hmm. about, you know, what, what, what does a church that's going through what we're going through need? And um, we started talking about this idea that Jesus matters most. That's the thing. That's the thing that we're going to use to discern what direction we head or to discern how we're going to go about things. And um, when Paul came into the picture and we shared that with him, I remember his excitement over it. And I, But the, that wasn't the coolest moment. I think the coolest moment was in January of this year, naming this with the congregation and um, – as communicators, we see when the congregation is uh, feeling the weight of something or when they're feeling energized by something. And Communication always goes in two directions. Always. Yeah. And with Jesus Matters Most, you saw the hearts of people rise and elevate and people lean in and lean forward. Um, we've said Jesus Matters Most a lot this year, uh-huh. but it hasn't gotten tired. Yeah. And I think that's because um, I think that's because of what the, the Spirit is doing been doing and the people of Calvary Church is doing, mm-hmm. um, I also think it's really faithful to mm-hmm. Scripture. When I read the New Testament and I look at all the different situations that the writers are speaking into, um, it's not that I see ourselves in it, but I hear that refrain, like, please understand, because of J- what Jesus has done and who Jesus is, he matters most, orient everything around him. That's um, a delight to do that in yeah. today's day. It's easy to make church about a lot of things other than Jesus. Yeah. Um, and this this feels uh, really good. Yeah, here's here's one of the things I love about it. Um, it's another way of saying Christ-centered. It's mm-hmm. another way of saying talking about the gospel. It's... Um, <clears throat> I, I, if okay. I could jump yeah. in, I like it because Christ-centered matters as a definition, mm-hmm. but Christ-centered, I, I've noticed, mm-hmm. is a hard thing to live out as mm-hmm. a value. Mm-hmm. Um Jesus matters most is not as clean of a definition, mm-hmm. but it's a great value. Well, and it and the the application that comes from it is is so much cleaner. Yep. It's easier. It's yep. okay. We're talking about finances at the church. Okay. Well, if Jesus matters most, well, yep. what what does that mean? Oh, okay. I need to steward my finances in a way that 
proves, shows that Jesus matters most. It's easy to talk with kids about. It's mm-hmm. actually really fun uh, to see kids interacting with this idea as equal as peers, not as uh, listeners to an adult conversation mm-hmm. that needs like education down the road. Like yeah. kids, kids and students can live out Jesus matters most today. Yeah, and it and it frames conversations. You know, ch- church world is a. Uh, it's funny. Uh, it's messy. It's. <clears throat> We can say we're gospel-centered and then make the conversation about whatever we want to make it about, right? Whatever we're feeling, whatever fear, whatever anxiety, whatever Uh insecurity. um, There are books and blogs that (laughs) are very skilled at that. Yeah, and so, um, well, let's take a... Going back a couple of years. Okay. Okay, could get a little little risky here. you know, you had this, um, you had a lot of uh, racial energy, mm-hmm. division. Um, so you're talking like 2019, 2019 2020. 2020, 2020 yeah. Tw- yeah, 2020. Yes. Um, you have Black Lives Matter. You yeah. have Black Voices Matter. You have, um, you know, black individuals who are being, yeah. who, are, who, are, who are being killed. Like all these different um, forces at play. And our society wants us to polarize right and to split into groups this group versus this group and so then what happens is you have a lot of people in the congregation that um and probably myself if i uh, am part of the congregation so every resident of the county feels this pull and it's like okay well well where does the church stand on this yeah just let me know please clearly define it so that i know as like an identity marker which group that i'm part Mm. of what are we for what are we against Mm. and i i have noticed that with this the introduction of just this simple phrase, Jesus matters most, and we're going to commit to that being true, it's changed some of those conversations Yeah. to where, well, how does Jesus matter most in this conversation? Or, yeah. hey, I'm not going to pick a side. We're yeah. going to say, hey, Jesus matters most, and there might be things in this conversation that are um, where the gospel is reflected, and it's beautiful, and you, know, you have the dignity of individuals, and but also on on this side, I can be really empathetic too because of yeah. the gospel. And like Jesus matters most doesn't doesn't say I have to be on either side. Yeah, um, I can hold those things a yeah. little a little easier. Which is really important <clears throat> when I think about what, like where do where is the church heading? And when I say the church, I'm I'm really talking local. Like how does how do we find our way into the future? when the future is being uh, clamored for Mm -hmm. and defined by so many external forces. Mm -hmm. Um, I 100% agree with what you just said, so I'm going to shape that just Mm -hmm. future-oriented rather than past. And I think the way that the church moves forward is by focusing on her Lord. Like, Mm. the way the body operates well, this is a scriptural principle, is by receiving all of its life, all of its nourishment, and all of its direction from, you know, its, its cabeza, mm-hmm. uh, from its head. And so we, I, I think, do best and do more most faithful when, when we stay connected to mm-hmm. Christ and mm-hmm. who he is, not as a cop-out, mm-hmm. but as our way forward, because yeah. he's our identity. Um, I, I really appreciate the likes of uh, Tim Keller and a number of other speakers, and, and their, their names aren't coming to mind, but speakers and writers who have accurately said that the gospel will challenge, like, will it will expose the darkness and celebrate the light of every people, mm-hmm. of every person. Mm-hmm. And so as cultural influences come in and as things rise up in our society, the voice of the church 
has to be one of grace and truth at all times, both for external forces that are pressing in on us. We have to speak truth mm-hmm. graciously, but also for ourselves. Mm. We have to speak truth to ourselves, and the cultural forces at play don't need truth or grace, but the gospel leads us into those things. Yeah. So we wind up, hopefully, being a very humble people who recognize at any given moment we may not be the most right, we may not be the, the largest, we mm-hmm. may not have the most momentum, but we're committed to the person and work of Jesus in a way that is uniquely identifying, and yeah. that's what it means to be a church. Yeah, that's good. Um, you've, you've said the word gospel several times. I've said the word gospel several yep. times. We even said that Jesus matters most is another way of, of even stating the gospel. Yeah. Um, we'd be remiss if we didn't at least spend a little bit of time on just that idea. Like, what is the gospel? Because yeah. that, that really is at the center of um, church. That's at the center of our mission. It's the yeah. center of um, this statement that mm-hmm. Jesus matters most. So what what is this statement, Jesus matters most? And then, like, what is the gospel? Like, how do they, how are they the same the same thing? Yeah. Um. So the gospel, uh, the best way I know to describe it is to understand first what is the, the word gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so gospel comes from Greek euangelion, which was, a, a, as I understand it, a proclamation of good mm-hmm. news, a, basically a, a war outcome announcement. Mm-hmm. So as the empire would you know, go on their conquests um, and would acquire new areas, the messengers would come back and declare, mm-hmm. you know, that, that Rome has now expanded its territory or uh, it's, or maybe they might even move forward and say, hey, Rome is on their way. And victorious like, in battle, yes. sometimes even to announce the birth of a king. Ah, good. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so these announcements were, um, they were kind of like facts that had implications for citizenship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the New Testament uses this phrase to talk about what it is to share about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Jesus life, death and resurrection is a good news proclamation. Mm-hmm. It is a, it is presented as a fact um, with relevance to citizenship. Um, and it comes as news, whether unexpected or expected, mm-hmm. whether anticipated or not, whether welcomed or not, it comes as the good news of the existence of a King and a kingdom um, that now has bear on the world. Mm-hmm. Um, in the scope of Scripture, this good news makes sense of the entire storyline of creation, uh, man's fall into sin, mm-hmm. our need for redemption, the inability of older covenants like covenants with uh, Abraham or Moses or David to truly bring um, a self and a communal identity uh, to bear in the world oriented around uh, one king uh, who would have been identified Yahweh then, and now we would say as King Jesus. Um, so some were looking mm-hmm. at the turn of, you know, the 8 BC to AD for some kind of movement mm-hmm. on that front, and many were not. Mm-hmm. And Jesus shows up. Uh, he's, you know, born, we celebrate that at Christmas. He dies, we celebrate that at Easter, and he's risen again. We celebrate that also at Easter. Um, truly and uniquely as the Son of God. Mm-hmm. And so that good news... Um, reframes the way any human can understand their existence, um, their relationship to God, their relationship to others. Um, and I, and I could go on. Yeah. And, and if it's, if it's true, then Jesus truly does matter most. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I I think there's a there's a temptation, and it's not even like a bad temptation, but to uh, understand or define the gospel in very linear justification by faith terms. Yes, you know, uh, you look especially in the evangelical yes. movement um, throughout the you know the the second half of the 1900s, which is weird to call the 1900s the 1900s, but it works. Um, it, it was all about this: hey, be saved. You know, that was the... Hell is real. Hell is real. Believers go to heaven. You don't want to go to hell. Jesus saves. Pray Believe this, in Jesus. Pray a prayer, and you'll be saved. Yeah. And um, again, hear me stress, like, those are good things. <laughs> and in a culture at the time that was yes. more familiar with the things of God and the ways yes. of, you know, orienting, like, yeah. life around church... Understanding the importance of that good news mm-hmm. for personal salvation mm-hmm. really does have a mm-hmm. place, but I, I like where you're going with yeah, this. How like, does that compare to the fullness of the well, gospel? Well, and that's the that's the thing, right? And so I, I love, you know, we see churches now embracing a much more holistic gospel, like that, hey, this... this a holistic good news. Yeah, the, the work of Jesus, yeah. one, isn't limited to what he did on the cross. It's not limited to his resurrection from from the grave it's his uh his life what's his incarnation it's his life it's his ministry it's his teaching it's his ethics it's his death his resurrection his return his his, i didn't mention that earlier ascension his return yes it's it's all of these things his ongoing intercession Um, right now the fact that you know he he rose from the grave right like that it's there's a bodily resurrection like the physical matters. It's not just a spiritual thing. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, it, it only comes to play when I die. I get to go to heaven. It's it's something that's real and has has flesh like right now. And so this idea or this statement that Jesus matters most, well, it's not just a gospel that's relevant for me when I die. It's yeah. a gospel that's it's good news that's relevant for me yes. right now in the way I look someone in the eye, in yes. the way I... Um, mess up and apologize for it and ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's that work, that total work of yeah. restoration, reconciliation, um, redemption, all of that that God, yeah. is, God is doing. I love what it does for the believer as well as the unbeliever. I think for the unbeliever, it brings the discussion to the forefront. Mm-hmm. The thing I want to talk about is that Jesus is more relevant than you, than you ever mm-hmm. imagined. Um, that's the announced news. For the believer who's accepted the news, um, I mean, all my life I've kind of struggled with, well, where does where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. I do believe Jesus as the total redeemer, mm-hmm. this good news that's relevant in ways I don't yet perceive, gives meaning to to practices like prayer and reading scripture and meeting together because I'm constantly, um, I, I feel like one h- handle I have on spiritual formation is constantly exploring how this good news is relevant to today. Mm-hmm. Good day or bad day, mm-hmm. understood day or not, uh, <coughs> pleasant circumstance or otherwise. Like, how how is Jesus relevant? And I also feel like that's something every Christian can ask themselves. Secondly, um, reading the Bible is such a big part of my story. Um, in that, I've often wrestled with what's the right way to yeah. read it yeah, and what's the right way to encourage others to read it. Yes, um, and for a while, I think I got pretty focused on academics, like uh-huh. interpretation uh-huh. and exegesis and these things we did in seminary and Bible college and all that. And I stand by those lessons, but the uh, maybe maybe I'm just getting old, Brad. Maybe it's the gray hair that was in my mustache, you know, and will be in this coming beard. Um, 
but like the question of, okay, but why, why do those tools matter so much? Um, I feel like Jesus matters most as a handle. Um, I can send, I feel confident. I can send our church into scripture to see what's there with one hint. Mm -hmm. As you're reading this, you're going to discover how it is Jesus matters most. Yes. And interpret framework wise like that's indispensable i'm not sending yeah. people there to go say go find something that looks like us yeah or makes you feel good about being part of the church i'm saying let's explore together how jesus matters most and let's live that out in our day yeah it's like we went to school for seven years to or more to to learn how to read the bible and those three those three words um, they, they say you can't uh, you have not mastered something until you can explain it to a like a, a five-year-old mm. right like mm. There, there's a beauty to that. Which um, five-year-old? It depends. <laughs> Your five-year-old's <laughs> yeah, pretty bright, man. It depends. Um, but yeah, this idea that Jesus matters most is really a philosophy. Of, it's a three-word philosophy of ministry that yeah. then is going to, in turn, dictate yep. everything that we do. It's, it's you know, you could uh, get with the greeters on a Sunday and then and say, yeah. hey, here's all of the things that you need to do to accomplish this job well. Oh, and, oh, and your, your job matters because it's assimilation. It's, you know, getting people in the door. We could have the day. At the end of the day, you say, hey, you, we need you to greet in a way that shows people that Jesus matters most. Oh, I got that. Isn't it cool? Oh, like, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. So thank you to um, our amazing greeting team, by the way. Yes. Shout out. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I just want to, want to wrap up this conversation. Um, you know, again, we spent 30 minutes talking about three words that can Mm. really stand for themselves, but, um, at Calvary, I think one of the reasons we have seen, um, an energy, uh, and a response, um, is because it is simple. It's something that has always been there in the the ethos of, of the church. It's, it's built into the fabric, but to have, it's simple. Like a bass drum is simple. Yes. It echoes and it reverberates not for its complexity, Yeah, but because it runs deep. Yeah. And so then as a church, when we're, when we're wondering, okay, well, what do we do next? Or should we continue doing X, Y, Z? Um, what, what's our outreach strategy? Well, we have a, a very simple rubric. Yeah. Jesus matters most. And does this thing, tell that story? Does it tell it faithfully? Does it uh, help us embody that as a people? Does it help other people realize that reality? Um, If the answer is no, well, then Jesus probably doesn't matter most in that area, and we need to find something that that actually says that or does that better. Um, So anyway. You named something really important. Yep. It does not take uh, seminaries, seminarians, or scholars, or lifelong uh, participants to carry this mission and vision forward. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the mission and vision. Like, yeah. what does Jesus matter most here at Calvary? It means you're part of it. And um, so dig in, dive in, and yeah. let's let's live this out together. Yeah, that's great, Dan. Thank you. Um, if you are listening to this before November 19th, 2023, uh, we have a ministry fair coming up uh, that Sunday. We are going to have one single service at 9 a.m. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter service, and we're really just building on all of the work that we've done in the previous weeks. 
um, and you have an opportunity to walk through the church, to uh, ask questions, to get to know different ministries. Uh, if you're looking for a way to plug in or if you're looking for more information, you have all of that at your disposal, nothing but time. Uh, if you go through all of the things that you need to, uh, you're going to get a T-shirt that says Jesus Matters Most, um, because at Calvary, we want to be more about that statement than we are um, about any of our other uh, branding or uh, other marketing tools. But we want to be a church where Jesus truly matters most, and Jesus matters most, ultimately, in the relationships that we have with one another. So really looking forward to that event. Um, again, if you're listening to this after the ministry fair, maybe this is an encouragement to follow up on that thing that maybe God was prompting you, or... I don't know, just ask somebody at the big desk about uh, how to get yep. involved and why Jesus matters most. Or shoot us an email, info at shoot calvary.church. Us, shoot us an email. Um, so anyway, that is the Jesus Matters Most series. Uh, following this podcast, uh, we're going to be looking at, uh, again, some worship songs. Uh, we have a Christmas series coming up called Name Above All Names, where we're looking at Isaiah uh, chapter 9. And then uh, we have a series uh, in the new year um, called Hope Echoes, where uh, there's a number of—I'm really looking forward to those conversations because we have a number of um, topics and just really wondering, hey, this, this idea of hope, where, where do we see that? Mm-hmm. How does it impact things like the anxieties that we feel, uh, the fear that we have, um, and even like the way we look towards Christ's return in the future. So I'm um, really looking forward to that series as well. You can find uh, this deep dive and more on our website, calvary.church slash resources. Uh, you can listen um, to this episode and more uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. I invite you to like, subscribe, comment, do all of the things uh, that you need to do to make sure that you can stay up to date with uh, the different content and resources we're putting out there. Not because we want you to listen to our voices anymore, but because we believe that the Theology and um, understanding God's word and, and really living out this idea Jesus matters most, it happens best in the context of community. So if you have any ideas for future episodes, if you have questions, please email us at podcast at calvary.church, and we will look forward to connecting with you again next time. Until then, keep your Bibles open. Thanks for listening to The Deep Dive, a Calvary Church Media Productions podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.